Hello and welcome to this episode of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's Emilio. Yes, it is. Uh, we're going to be continuing our series today on uh, the best NBA, best lineups one could put together of NBA players who went to a particular college. And today's topics of, uh, of discussion are LSU and Indiana, two storied basketball programs that have produced a lot of NBA talent. What would you say about that, Mills? I, I just think uh, Indiana is um, like uh, not... Like, um, nobody thinks of it as a very good NBA college. Yeah, I think the perception on that has actually changed a lot over time because uh, Indiana used to be a, a team that was, like, at the top of the polls when uh, Coach Bob Knight was there. But this was a long time ago now. So certainly in your lifetime, Indiana hasn't been uh, banging at the door of uh, national titles or producing has. NBA players. I mean, there has been some good ones from there. Yeah, there have been some good players, and I mean, we're, we'll we'll set it up here by uh, noting that uh, forty-five NBA players have attended LSU, and sixty-eight from L- Indiana, and that is impressive for, by Indiana. Yeah, and so LSU is way well more well known than Indiana. So we had a lot of players to chew over in this uh, this episode. So let's uh, let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to start by talking about LSU. So uh, as, as we do uh, in these episodes, we uh, break it down position by position. We start with the center, then we go power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. So let's, uh, let's kick it off by talking about the, the best center out of LSU. Well, this one was a pretty easy choice. It's um, Shaq. Yeah, impossible to argue with, uh, with Shaquille O'Neal, one of the best players in NBA history, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would say that. Guy's a 15-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ. He's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, this guy was... Uh, 14-time All-NBA. Yeah, an, an incredible force uh, throughout time, his career. Um, four-time NBA champ. Yeah, some, some of the best uh, nicknames of all time as well. Some of the most interesting nicknames, colorful nicknames of all time. Shaq Fu, Shaq <laughs> Daddy, you know, these... Uh, Warrior. The Big Aristotle. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Shaquille O'Neal. So that, that's a pretty easy choice there for, uh, for for the starting center on the uh, on the LSU team. How about at uh, at power forward? This might uh, might require a little bit deeper of a dive than uh, than some NBA fans can can go. Um. Well, I know you love this player, and um, second in points from LSU, um, Bob Pettit. Bob Pettit. <laughs> yes. The Nick Bombardier Nick. from Baton Rouge. And then there was also Big Blue. Yep. Yeah, this guy was incredibly uh, in- incredibly effective in the, uh, in the 50s and early 60s in the NBA. I mean, averaged uh, over 25 points a game during his career. Uh, certainly has a reputation that, uh, that holds up through the years. Whenever you see lists of uh, the best NBA players of all time, Bob Pettit is, uh, is generally represented there. Yeah, he um, also averaged over 20 points per game. In every season of his career. It's pretty impressive. And he was an all-star every year of his career. I mean, so this, this guy had pretty unimpeachable credentials. Uh, I noticed uh, in uh, doing a little research into uh, Bob Pettit that his, uh, his actual name was uh, Robert E. Lee Pettit Jr. Robert E. Lee. The, and um, uh, his cousin was Frankie Bryant. Oh, very interesting. I wonder if he'll, uh, if he'll come up again uh, during this episode. Um, oh. <laughs> fascinating. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, Bob Pettit, uh, of course, starred mostly for the uh, for the St. Louis Hawks, right back in those uh, in, in those days. Let's uh, let's talk let's talk small forward. Uh, I mean, I agree with you on, uh, on on Bob Pettit there. So, how about a small forward spot for us? Well, um, this one you might um, have to say something about it. Um, John Williams. John Williams. Now, what can you tell me about uh, about John Williams? This is not a guy who's uh, nearly as well known as Hall of Famers Shaq and Bob Pettit. I don't know. I don't really don't know anything about him. I don't. I don't. I don't. I really don't know why I picked him. I mean, I, I just didn't see any other small forwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are there are def, there's definitely less small forward talent out of LSU than uh, than at some of the other positions where you've got clear cut Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, John Williams. I mean, his career didn't last that long. I mean, I think he he dealt with some some uh, conditioning issues, you might say. Yeah. During his career, um, to the point that he, you know, had nicknames like uh, Hot Plate, and um, yeah, his also, his nickname was also the Louisiana Purchase. Yes, yeah, a large uh, large fellow, and uh, you know he was. I, I think his career was probably cut short as a result of uh, some of some of the uh, the weight issues that uh, that he struggled with. Um, so I actually had a different uh, different player. I, I realized I was going outside the box a little bit with uh, with the small forward pick, but I, I kind of I, I don't know. There's enough players from LSU that I, I wanted to uh, to get someone of a slightly higher caliber than uh, than John Williams on there. So I went with uh, with Ben Simmons. He plays point guard. Yeah, I mean he definitely does play point guard on offense, but I think you know on defense he uh, he will defend larger players a lot of the time, uh, small forwards included, and. What can I say? I mean, he's just so much better of a player, I think, than uh, than John Williams. That I mean, yeah, it's shoehorning him into some degree. But uh, I that, that that was my call. I mean, what, how would you have stacked up uh, Ben Simmons? I mean, if you were considering him as a small forward, would he have been like a sure thing? Uh, no, probably not. Yeah, I just don't think of him as a small forward. Like, I wouldn't think of him as a small. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's early in his career still as well, but um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, that, that's more of a, a categorization dispute, I think. All right, let's look at uh, at, at shooting guard. Where did you uh, Where did you go for the LSU shooting guard? Well, I know you're gonna have something to say about this one, but um, because one of the, one of the guys who played this position, um, you really like. So um, the guy I picked, which I think was pretty obvious, was um, Pete Maravich. Yeah, I went with Pete Maravich as well. I mean, uh, one thing that really struck me in uh, in looking into Pete Maravich was uh, I looked at his uh, basketball reference page, and I think if you click over there, I, I did a double take because uh, I thought that was a picture of you, Mills. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, it looks just like you. How? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The picture of uh, Pete Maravich on his basketball reference player page makes him look like... Um, He'd he'd be uh, fit in the Beatles, uh, you know, with his long sort of uh, black hair hanging down over his forehead, that kind of thing. I don't know. I just thought of that joke before, and I guess I couldn't resist getting it in there. What? So, <laughs> kind of weird. Why do uh, why do you pick Pete Maravich? I mean, tell me a little bit about him. I just know he's a great player. Yeah, I mean, I think he was he was known as as a guy who um, had a lot of license to do what he wanted on on the offensive end and uh, got a lot of shots up. Um, I think he led the league in field goal attempts twice, and that's as a, as a guard. Uh, but a guy who you know had a, 
you know, was able to accomplish a lot on, on the court. I mean, a, a major scorer in the early years of his career. A uh, guy who was a five-time All-Star. And, uh, yeah, I mean, burned out pretty quickly. I mean, he only played, uh, I mean, he didn't play more than um, uh, 50 games in a season uh, after he was 29. So, I mean, uh, you know, uh, earlier end to his career than some, but uh, certainly uh, put up some uh, Hall of Fame caliber seasons early on. And I think he's a good choice here. How about a point guard? What would you do here for uh, LSU? Um, uh, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Yes, the man uh, once known as, uh, as as Chris Jackson, but a man who changed his name very memorably, from my perspective, uh, during his uh, NBA career with the Nuggets. Uh, I know, think you could argue for um, Ben Simmons here too. <clears throat> yeah, what, what makes you say that? That's an interesting uh, point of discussion. Um, I just think Ben Simmons is a good player. Yeah, Ben Simmons, I think, is a really uh, successful point guard, and I, I tend to agree. I mean, he's still early enough in his career that you might still go Mahmoud Abdul Rauf because he accomplished you know more in the NBA and he actually played didn't a pretty play high that level. long. Yeah, you're right. He didn't play that long, and I mean, uh, he played a couple, played a year overseas, and I, I know Please. he's. He's but he's continued to play even now, like in the in the big three. I mean, this is a he guy is? who's uh, yeah, he's he's been uh, he stayed involved in basketball and is still in pretty good shape. I mean, despite being now in his uh, in his fifties, uh, I think that's a good choice. I mean, I, I went a slightly different direction. I went with um, a point guard, uh, Frank Bryan. No, that's why I thought you were going to say for um, power forward because like is that the guy you were talking about this whole time? I'm talking about Flash. I'm talking about one of the fastest ballers in the uh, in the NBA during the uh, the 1950s. Uh, this guy played on uh, on the Anderson Packers. This guy played on the uh, the Fort Wayne Pistons. This guy played on the Tri Cities Blackhawks, and um, you know one of the stars of the early days of the NBA. I mean, uh, you know, I know it's a deep cut, but I mean, you know, when you're talking about uh, about point guards from LSU. You gotta be talking about Frank Bryan. I mean, that's uh, that's business. So let's uh, let, let's run down these uh, these starting five that uh, that you selected, Mills, and we can talk about any uh, tough omissions that we, uh, we made. So um, center um, Shaquille O'Neal, um, power forward Bob Pettit, a small forward John Williams, um, shooting guard Pete Maravich, and point guard Mahmoud Abdulrayouf. Yeah, I think that's a really strong team. I mean, uh, certainly center. Um, any team that has uh, Shaq at center and three Hall of Famers in the starting lineup is, uh, is going to be pretty good. Uh, you'd add a fourth if uh, you're talking. Oh, no. Sorry. Frank Bryan didn't make the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's in my personal Hall of Fame. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so let's, let's talk about, uh, I mean, as we mentioned, there are 45 players who have played in the NBA who went to LSU. Are there other uh, people you seriously considered for this list? Uh, ben Simmons. Yep, as we discussed, and still early in his career, so definitely potential to move up here. I mean, you, could you see him getting on uh, on this team in the future? Yes, I definitely can. I think he is going to get on this team. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a very good bet at this point. How about um, other other players who, who you thought about? Um, maybe Garrett Temple. Yeah, guy's been a, a really useful NBA role player for quite a few years. Probably, I mean, I don't think he has much of a chance of cracking this uh, this team in the future. He's far enough into his career, it's probably not going to happen, but a good player. Anybody he else? He wasn't drafted. Yeah, it's true. 
There have been some uh, some pretty notable uh, busts out of LSU over. The, I mean, just during my time watching the league. I mean, uh, Stromal Swift and uh, Tyrus Thomas, pretty notably, guys who were number two and number four overall picks, respectively. Um, came into the league with a lot of fanfare, and and you know, I, I, maybe bust is a little bit too strong. I mean, in the sense that they managed to play a whole bunch of NBA minutes, but definitely didn't live up to the to the potential that uh, they seemed to carry when they got drafted. Some other interesting players, I mean, like, you know, Brandon Bass, uh, Glenn Davis, Big Baby. Um, um, you know, Kenny Higgs. <laughs> um, no, th- th- I, I, there, there have been a number of, uh, of, of Marcus Thornton as well. I mean, other high-profile um, or, or high-quality high NBA contributors who, uh, who attended LSU as well. Anybody else who you want to uh, mention, I mean, in terms of uh, guys who are currently active, who you think... Uh, might have a chance of, uh, of cracking this list in the future or worth mentioning? Not really. What about um, uh, Gert Hamming? I mean, uh, been pretty interested in this guy for quite a few years. I mean, this guy's Dutch. Okay. Uh, let's, um, so like, uh, yeah, what do you think about him? He played eight games in the league. He was drafted in 93. Um, eight games? Yeah, we can probably move on. Um, all right, so let's uh, l- let's take a quick break, and we'll uh, be right back to uh, discuss Indiana. And we're back, and we'll now be discussing uh, Indiana. the Indiana lineup. Yeah, so let's uh, let- let's jump right into it. Uh, Mills, who do you got at uh, at center for Indiana? Well, this one was a pretty easy choice. Um, I got Walt Bellamy. Yeah, what can you tell me about uh, about Walt Bellamy? This is a guy who played a long time ago, but uh, number one overall pick. And uh, great career, right? I'm a Hall of Famer, four-time All-Star. Um, played on the Chicago Packers, and he played on the Baltimore Bullets, I think. Uh, yeah, that would be the uh, the Baltimore Bullets. That's right, a team that had an uh, actual bullet in their uh, in their logo. Um, yeah, Walt Bellamy, like uh, you know, pretty dominating uh, center of his day. I mean, went up against some yes. really tough competition and uh, managed to succeed in the league for. A long time. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Averaged twenty points a game for his career and was uh, was banging against uh, some of the uh, all time great centers in the league. I mean, that rookie season that he had. I mean, breaking into the league, age twenty two. Thirty one point six points per game. Yeah, and nineteen rebounds too. I mean, this guy what? was a real force right away in the league, and um, I agree. Really good choice uh, for uh, the center on this uh, Indiana team. How about uh, how about a power forward? Well, I got um, George McGinnis. Yeah, George McGinnis, another Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. What can you tell me about uh, George McGinnis? Interesting career of, uh, of of his as well, starting in the uh, in the ABA and uh, yeah. Um, Hall of Famer, six time All Star, two time ABA champion, great player. Yeah, some cool nicknames too. I mean, I remember uh, a lot of people calling him McGinnis the Magnificent. Um, actually, you don't remember that. You just, like, saw it on this page. Uh, Big George. Oh. Real consistent guy, just like uh, Walt Bellamy was a number eight wearer all his career. Uh, George McGinnis, guy who wore it number 30 and uh, contributed to um, the Sixers uh, after making his move over from the ABA where he was a star with uh, with the Pacers. Uh, I'm sure they won a player. With the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah. And, Which um... Slick Leonard. <laughs> uh, you know, Mills is uh, referring to uh, Slick Leonard, the uh, the coach of um, 
those Pacers teams who will uh, come up uh, in this segment as well uh, on his own rights. Yeah, um, um, Slick Leonard also played in the league and then went to LSU. What uh, Slick Leonard actually went to uh, went to Indiana, but we'll, uh, we'll 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 come back to him uh, him shortly. But uh, George McGinnis, I mean, really uh, interesting player, guy who um, I, I didn't know that much about before uh, before looking into him for this uh, this segment. Um, I was describing him to you earlier as as kind of like a LeBron type body, a little bit smaller, but with like kind of Karl Malone sized uh, upper body. I mean, a guy who could really get you know kind of wherever he needed to on the court, stronger than everyone, pretty clearly uh, as a six eight guy, but could also um, really attack the basket. So, uh, yeah, I think a really good choice here. I mean, uh, you know, th- this Indiana team is good, but uh, George McGinnis is a Hall of Fame caliber player, so uh, he- he's a good fit here. How about at uh, small forward? Who do you got? Um, I got OG Ananobi. All right, so tell me a little bit about uh, about, about OG. I mean, he's obviously a player who's uh, you know fairly early in his uh, in his career right now, but uh, has already developed a pretty sterling reputation as a, as a defender and three uh, and D type. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just I've heard of him before, and I haven't heard as a lot a lot about the other. Small forwards, and I think he's a pretty good player. Yeah, I think he's uh, still still kind of coming into his own. I mean, only played this past season at age 22, so still a lot of uh, room uh, for him to grow. I mean, he was starting small. He was like um, backup small forward on a championship team. Yeah, I mean, I know he dealt with some some. Uh, he he didn't play quite as much during the during the title season, but I mean, I think uh, with Kawhi out of the mix, he's been a huge part of why the Raptors have uh, been successful. Uh, during this season as well. Uh, I, I thought about OG Ananobi. I mean, he's still early enough in his career that I went a different direction. I went with one of the uh, Van Arsdale boys. Uh, I'm talking about Tom Van Arsdale. Now, you guys might might know him as uh, by his nickname, uh, Vandy, but uh, you might not know him at all. Uh, that's also a possibility. This guy was uh, Pistons draft pick back in 65. Uh, guy uh, who uh, had a long NBA career. I mean, you know, you hang around the league for, uh, you know, 15 years or so, or I guess a little less than that, 12 years or so, average 15 points a game. I mean, that's uh, that's making a real contribution. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, you could go a few different directions here. I don't think it's a clear-cut call at, uh, at small forward for the Indiana team, but he's certainly uh, a strong candidate. How about at, uh, at shooting guard? What, what do you got going on there? Well, I got Victor Oladipo. <clears throat> One of your... Uh, one of your favorites, I know. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about Victor Oladipo? Well, I actually have a jersey of him. Yep. I wore it in the last episode. Yep. And um, I, he's a great player. Yeah, number two overall pick. I mean, what do you like about about his game? He, I don't know. I just like him. He's a really impressive athlete. He's he's fast. He's got some great instincts, and. Uh, you know, since he's arrived with the Pacers, he's really uh, become a more consistent scorer. Uh, yeah, he was okay on the other teams, like on the Thunder and Magic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's, he's I mean, as we discussed in the previous episode, uh, he's really made that uh, that Paul George trade look great for the Pacers as, uh, as time's gone on. I know uh, set back a little bit by, by injury uh, the last year or so, but uh, hoping he can get back to uh, those sort of athletic heights that he was at before he, uh, he got struck down with the injury. Uh, I, w- I definitely considered uh, Victor Oladipo, and I think uh, you know if he continues his career on the trajectory it's been on so far, he's got a great chance to uh, t- to get into this spot. I went with uh, the other Van Arsdale 
Twins Van Arsdale, both getting on my uh, all-time uh, Indiana team here. This is Dick Van Arsdale. You know, I'm talking about the original son, the Flying Dutchman. This guy uh, was um, three-time All-Star. I mean, a guy who uh, played in the league for uh, uh, about 12 years, I mean, just like his brother, and uh, is known as the original son because he was, uh, you know, one of the uh, important early members of... Uh, of the Phoenix Suns, played there for a whole bunch of his career, and actually concluded his season, his career, excuse me, on the Suns with his twin brother. The two of them, imagine that. Twins playing together on the same squad, Dick and Tom Van Arsdale down the end of their careers. That's where I went with that uh, at shooting guard. How about at, uh, at point guard? How are you wrapping this team up? Um, well, I thought this one was pretty obvious. Um, Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, one of the best point guards of all time, certainly would be a fit on a lot of uh, college teams uh, like those we're putting together. Uh, you know, led uh, led our beloved uh, Pistons to uh, to two titles. I mean, uh, you know, has a really important role in NBA history in that regard. Anything else you want to say about uh, about Isaiah? I mean, super interesting NBA career too. I've always thought this guy has had so many different roles in basketball from. All-star Hall of Fame player to coach to NBA champion to GM to, you know. Um, leader of the CBA. Yeah, exactly. I mean, leader of the CBA. So, and you know, obviously TV analyst. I mean, has been doing that for a, a while as well. Uh, you know, involved in these feuds with, you know, Jordan. And so, I mean, like, just, you know, fascinating uh, figure, um, I think, in NBA history. And, I mean, clearly, clearly the, uh, the point guard on this uh, Indiana team. So why don't you uh, run down the uh, the starting five you got for the for the Indiana squad? So I got um, Walt Bellamy at center, um, George McGinnis at power forward, OG Ananobi at small forward, shooting guard um, Victor Oladipo, point guard Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, uh, that, that's real good stuff. Um, is there anybody else who uh, who you seriously consider here? I mean, there are a lot of players who attended Indiana, so there's you know room to think about other guys. Yeah, I did consider Dick Van Arsdale and um, Tom Van Arsdale. Um, I was considered Eric Gordon. Yeah, do you think, I mean, he's an interesting one because he's still in the midst of his career right now. Do you think he has a chance to uh, to get on this list, passing, you know, Victor Oladipo for you? Or, I mean, cause you probably think of him as a two. Or, um, you know, Dick Van Arsdale. Um, it really depends on how Victor Oladipo does after his injury. But if he does well, then no. If he does worse, then yes. Yeah, that that seems pretty fair to me. Um, he's had a really good career, though. I mean, certainly a part of some like really impressive offenses uh, with with the Rockets uh, the last few years, and um, you know, still hopefully has uh, has some career in front of him. Uh, just looking at uh, at some of the other names, uh, other other notable players. I mean, anybody else who you uh, who you want to point out and discuss? I mean, guys who are in the league now. I mean, like Thomas Bryant. Cody Zeller, I mean, guys who are, you know, productive NBA players. I don't know if they have a chance to crack these, uh, this team, but Romeo any Langford. comments? Yeah, I mean, Romeo Langford, a rookie. I mean, guy who's just getting his career started. Um, you thinking about Juwan Morgan? No. Who are you thinking about? That guy. Thinking about Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> so, uh, interestingly, Patrick Ewing the younger, Patrick Ewing Jr., although I'm, I'm not sure if, he's, if he goes by that name. But Patrick Ewing, um, the Hall of Famer's son, attended Indiana and Georgetown as well, I believe. 
Didn't play that much in the league, though. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, didn't quite have um, have the career of his dad. A bit bit short of that. Um, a couple other names I wanted to uh, just get out there. About, uh, you know, we're talking about Indiana players. Like Slick Leonard. What was that? Like Slick Leonard. Slick Leonard, yeah, a guy who uh, is is a Hall of Famer as as a coach. Uh, coached uh, three ABA title teams with the Pacers, and. Uh, you know, was done with his career. I mean, he's still alive right now. Guy's uh, still banging at uh, almost 88 years old and uh, retired uh, before I was born. So, uh, you know, as Way a coach. Before you were born. As, as a coach. Um, yeah, but before I was born. Uh, and I would say that's pretty slick. Also, if you look at him, pretty slick looking guy. Um, he was a player coach, actually. Pretty interesting stuff, yeah. I mean, that, that definitely was uh, much more common back in back in those days. Some other interesting names from uh, from Indiana basketball past: uh, Lawrence Funderburk, a guy whose name I've enjoyed for many years since uh, learning of it back in the late nineties. Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller, who's still in the league right now. Um, some guys who went on to become head coaches, like uh, uh, Mike Woodson, like uh, Steve Alford, yeah, um, Randy up. Whitman. I um I saw um, Jordan Crawford on there. I mean I've heard of him. Jordan Crawford, a 55er at times. Uh, definitely like uh, like Jordan Crawford. Um, Kent Benson. We watched a video of this guy. This guy was number one overall pick in 1977. And he um, he um, elbowed Kareem and Kareem punched him in the face. Yeah, knocked him out. So uh, that that was <laughs> another uh, another interesting sidebar. Uh, he was you know obviously no, number one overall pick as I said, along with uh, Walt Bellamy, who also achieved that status. Uh, another guy I wanted to mention uh, just before we wrap this uh, this segment up, uh, Curly Armstrong. Any comments on uh, on on Curly? Um, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, guy played in the uh, late '40s, early '50s. Like the name, uh, uh, he played on um, the uh, the Fort Wayne Pistons back in those days. Um, and another, uh, can't can't let this segment end without uh, mentioning Uwe Uwe Blob, a uh, guy who played for um, for the Mavericks mostly, and uh, learned that this guy was actually a uh, computer scientist uh, while he was in the NBA, working for uh, Texas Instruments as a computer programmer. Uh, what? Yeah, while he was in the league, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty interesting character, and uh, that name. I mean, Uwe Blob. I mean, it's uh, top notch when it comes to names in the NBA. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's take another uh, another short break here, and we can uh, come back and uh, break these down position by position, and then see uh, which of LSU and Indiana gets the edge. And we're back to uh, wrap up our uh, rundown of the. Uh, Lineups of the best NBA players by position who have played at both LSU and Indiana. Uh, let's go position by position one more time here and uh, stack up LSU center Shaquille O'Neal against Indiana center Walt Bellamy. What do you got here, Mills? Well, I think um, Shaq is going to win this one. Yeah, hard to argue. I mean, uh, uh, pretty clear cut. He's one of the best players of all time. Walt Bellamy, great player too, but... Not up to the level of Shaquille O'Neal. How about a power forward? We got Bob Pettit at LSU against George McGinnis, Indiana. Um, this is a hard one. Probably Bob Pettit, actually. Yeah, I think Bob Pettit played uh, longer, a little, little more breadth of, uh, of career. George McGinnis uh, played more recently, right? I mean, not, not too recently, but more recently than Bob Pettit, so probably a little bit more modern version of the, uh, 
of the game, but not even by, by too much, right? I mean, Bob Pettit uh, drafted in, uh, in 1954. Yeah, Jordan McGinnis in 73. So a while ago for both of them. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'd give the edge to, uh, to Bob Pettit there as well. So right now we're at uh, 2 nothing LSU. How about, uh, how about at small forward? Um, OG Ananobi and um, John Williams. I am going with OG Ananobi. So that's uh, uh, LSU's John Williams yes. and uh, uh, Indiana's OG Ananobi. And you're going with OG Ananobi? Yes. Yeah, wow. I mean, this guy has really uh, really launched himself into the stratosphere, getting to the uh, uh, the small forward spot on this all-time Indiana team, and now... Uh, Don't you agree with me? Don't you think he's better than John Williams? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think if you're stacking him up against John Williams, it's pretty hard to uh, hard to argue. OG Ananobi, as a defensive presence, already has established himself as, uh, as a superior player. I think if, if uh, I was going with my pick of uh, Ben Simmons, I might fall out the other direction, but... Um, yeah, so that, that's going to make it uh, a two to one now in, in favor of LSU. Let's look at the uh, the shooting guards where you got Pete Maravich from LSU and um, Victor Oladipo from Indiana. Yeah, all right. So this this is an interesting one. You got a, an established Hall of Famer, right? A guy who's who's already in, finished with his career long ago, versus uh, Victor Oladipo, still in the midst of his career. Which way are you going? I want to go Victor Oladipo, and I think I don't know. I think this may be a little bit of uh, favoritism on your part for a guy who you uh, you like, but uh, I, I respect that. So that, that would make it two to two between uh, LSU and Indiana. It's going to come down to this uh, this point guard matchup. Well, what do you think about that shooting guard matchup? Yeah, I mean, uh, like Pistol Pete is is one of these guys who is kind of hard for me to uh, really put in context in, in my own head, not having watched him play and having heard so much about him over the years. Uh, you can't really argue with his production early in his career, but uh, I think the possibility is there for Victor Oladipo to have a much longer and kind of more well-rounded career. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, it kind of depends on whether we're talking about, like, what, uh, you know, only the production that's already, like, in the bag or or the production that's that's still to come. I mean, I think if you're thinking about, you know, putting someone like OG Ananobi on this team, you're kind of approaching it with a little more forward-looking perspective, and I can see putting Victor Oladipo on in that regard. How about at, uh, at, at point guard? We got uh, at LSU, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf for you, and at point guard for Indiana, we got Isaiah Thomas. Well, I'm going Isaiah Thomas, and that gives Indiana the win, 3-2. to Wow, yeah. I mean, you can't argue with that matchup, obviously. Whether you put yeah. Ben Simmons there or Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf or Frank Bryan uh, on the LSU team, Isaiah's going to have him beat. So, as you said, 3-2 to Indiana, uh, based on those matchups. Is that how you think it would play out if they actually... Suited up and uh, got on the court. Yeah, I do. You think Indiana would prevail? Yeah. Yeah. Not be, by that much, though. Yeah, it'd be pretty interesting. I mean, uh, you know, the dominating presence of Shaq, probably the the best player on any of these teams, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but he'd have to be going up against Walt Bellamy. It's true. Yeah, uh, Walt Bellamy would probably provide some resistance, and uh, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see. I mean, these are the kind of matchups that. Uh, only exist in our minds or in, uh, in in video games or some kind of simulations, but uh, it is fun to think about. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we got for this episode, I think. Uh, uh, you know, give a, a slight edge to uh, to Indiana, but uh, two really strong uh, teams, I would say. And if you're enjoying, please um, leave a rating, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we'd appreciate that very much. The podcast is uh, still making its way out to uh, all kinds of uh, platforms. We're we're in a few places. We're on uh, Spotify, on Podknife, on Breaker, 
on Anchor um, and will be uh, showing up in other places soon. So uh, thanks so much for listening, and we will uh, look forward to uh, joining you next time. Bye.